0: this is the going your distance podcast
1: dude i'm telling you when i'm driving a fucking porsche and living on a yacht you're gonna be like oh i wish i got on the top guy.
0: you had two picks on two defensive possessions in a row and you don't win the field position battle are you kidding me are you kidding me this is a fun show
1: <laughs> yeah this is <was> fun <laughs> All Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome in and welcome back to another episode of the Going the Distance podcast. The second one of the new year, 2022. Still feels weird, but alas, we're back to talk some more sports. We got a good episode planned today. We got Dirk's Jersey retirement, Baker Mayfield starting some drama on Twitter. Actually, he didn't really start it, but we'll get into that. Antonio Brown, the saga continues College Football National Championship is coming up on Monday. And we're going to have our predictions as well as our best bets. A lot of bets for you because we're going to round out with Taylor Fade as well and round out our bowl season bets and get into the last regular season week of NFL. But first, be sure to check us out on social media over at GTD underscore sports. Other than TikTok, we're at GTDsports.com. And check out our personal accounts as well. I'm over at Rybanel8, as you see on the screen. Elijah is at Elijah Span 19 And be sure to check out our website, gtdsports.com, where you can find our whole network of podcasts for other shows on there. Be sure to check them out. But for today, you're stuck with Elijah and I. So before we get into all the juicy bits of it, let's go ahead and start like we normally do on Thursday with a would-you-rather question.
0: Elijah, what do you got? So um, in light of recent events and Antonio Brown having to use his lawyer once again, would you rather be Antonio Brown's lawyer or an intern for Ellen DeGeneres. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> that's a really
1: good one. Because Ellen, if you don't know, for those listening, Ellen DeGeneres is uh Terrible. pretty
0: notorious for treating her employees and staff like just dog shit. No, I'm pretty sure Ellen is like going off the air. She's like canceled now. Her show itself, like, actually canceled. Not. Oh, show.
1: really? I thought I thought she was like when all this stuff first came out. I remember her being like kind of canceled, but. It's it's Ellen and you can't fucking cancel
0: Ellen, you know. I think she's done. I don't Is know. she I don't done watch, though? I don't watch daytime TV. I have a job. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I've I, not. I, don't I remember, like, I would come home in like third grade and
1: like my mom would have Ellen on on her days off or something. That's about my, my only memory with my Ellen. My grandpa
0: was a big Ellen fan. I knew that. But I nice mean, there's
1: it. some there's some classic moments. I will watch like you know the funny clips that go viral on Twitter, but she, never would I sit down. Never would I work for was her Dory.
0: Too. So Dory, yeah, that's true. Pretty classic. Uh, yeah. No, I'm pretty sure she got treated like worse than pledges do. <laughs> like in, in most <laughs> colleges, I'd say. Barring uh, like SEC or- schools.
1: Antonio Brown's lawyer seat, on some end though, that oh. might be a good thing. As annoying as it would be to deal with his his antics and everything, you're constantly getting paid. You constantly
0: have work well, to do, you know what I mean? And And out of that, because we do use that money excuse a lot for these, out, even outside of that you could say like oh like i always have to stand up for my client other notorious athletes should have me as their lawyer like uh, uh i don't know like DeMarcus cousins or something or Kyrie you know what i mean Kyrie oh my god yeah yeah just like somebody who who always finds himself in the public eye for the wrong reasons just like all right uh, you can be my lawyer now. You you help me out, or like OJ. OJ would be a perfect guy for Antonio Brown's lawyer. Yeah, he would definitely take yeah. the part.
1: <laughs> so I don't know though. I don't want to compare Antonio Brown to. OJ yeah, I was about to say. I don't yet. want to. Com- yeah,
0: yeah, that's a little excessive. But <laughs> if I had to pick, though, I would definitely go with Antonio
1: Brown's lawyer uh, instead of interning for Ellen. That would just I don't know. I would be dehumanizing from what the reports I've heard and everything.
0: Oh, shooting like shit.
1: Dude, that's, such a, that's a good comparison, though. Was that off the dome, that question?
0: Yeah, off the
1: dome? I respect it. We'll talk about Antonio Brown in a bit. But first, mine was uh, inspired, which I kind of want to talk about this as well as, as we get into the question. But I want to hear your answer first. So if you were a highly touted recruit or college football player, like, you know, in the running for the Heisman, one of the best, would you rather play for a small school with a fatty, fat, nil contract or would you rather play for one of the big dog blue blood perennial powerhouses but you get kind of a small average nil
0: deer nil deal it's a good question because like honestly like you get the fatty nil with the small school you're probably i mean you're definitely a highly talented recruit so you could just take the nil deal and then transfer after like a year
1: That's true, and you would probably ball out and like put up ridiculous numbers for that year. Look really good. The reason I brought it up is uh, Caleb Williams. Like today, a few hours ago, the I don't know what company it was. I'm forgetting now, but the CEO of this company in in Michigan said he literally tweeted at Caleb Williams, "I'll offer you a million dollars if you attend and play for Eastern Michigan football," and people are like, "Oh shit." That's a lot of money. Like, that's like one of the biggest NIL deals in the country, it would be. So that is that gonna entice him. So, like, what would you do? You know,
0: like if you had to pick between those. I don't know, he... but I'd be fucking pissed if Caleb Williams was the Eastern Michigan.
1: Oh, I would too. Yeah. It would be so boring.
0: Yeah. Because right now crazy. his
1: options are basically like he's been crystal balled to Ole Miss, which would be interesting, him and Lane Kiffin. But then he got a million dollar offer. Like literally today. I don't know if that's
0: gonna affect I'm, anything. I'm sure he could get a million dollars from somebody at Old Ness. Probably. That's the thing. Yeah. He could also still stay at Oklahoma. That is another thing.
1: Yeah, I don't it's too late now. I mean, could he's, you imagine he's gone? Well, no, no, no. He said that Oklahoma
0: is still an option.
1: Really? Dude, see, he but said that. then I would feel bad for Dylan Gabriel. That's why I was thinking yeah. it was
0: the funniest option because Dylan Gabriel would be like, well, I'm gonna transfer it. again. Again, can't go back to UCLA. Yeah, he literally
1: can't. It would have nah, to be somewhere not else. not an option. Oh, that would be such nah, a shit fest. He'll probably
0: leave. Maybe If I had could... to pick, though, I, I honestly, like, if I was in that
1: situation, and it also depends on, like, what my family situation was like at home and everything because, you know, some players need money more than others. and like, But I feel like I would do what you said, you know, go play there for a year, get your fat NIL money. And that's what that guy that's going to Jackson State's probably going to do. He's just yeah. getting his money from barstool, going to mm-hmm. play Jackson State under Deion Sanders. He's gonna leave. He's Not guy. a bad strategy, but so this whole thing though got me thinking with the Caleb Williams, like that. And I meant to bring this up when we talked about uh, how like college football is evolving on last episode, but I've noticed that with this move, especially Caleb Williams and like how he's been offered money, college football is moving closer and closer to NFL free agency, oh, without. Yeah without the security of contracts. So it's just going to be straight chaos. Like if I was a top 10 player, I'm opening myself to the transfer portal every single year. Because why not? You know? If I play for LSU and Alabama wants to offer me a million fucking dollars in NIL, which is double what LSU's given me, see ya, I'm going there. Like,
0: you know? Yeah. That that's kind of what it's screaming towards a little bit, which is why like the rules it's like starting to lean towards that, but I think the rules are gonna change or get tweaked at least before it they have falls to. into that. Because like that's yeah. that's ridiculous. You know what I mean? Yeah, like it nobody, would be nobody would extent, want that.
1: Exactly. Yeah, to some extent it would kind of be interesting to watch how it all panned out, but also it would be toxic. Like it would yeah. just the players would have all the power. There would be no like no hierarchy between coach, player, and like, you know, presidents and everything like that. So I don't know. It'd be interesting, but yeah, I thought that would be, that would
0: be a tough choice. And it will Honestly, be a tough was, choice for a lot I of I was thinking players. about this too. And I was like, you know what? There's too much money in college football. Like I think money is kind of ruining the sport itself because really? like, it's just kind of, it's just kind of soiling it. Cause like, of course, and I, I'm, I'm not saying that cause like, Oh, like the players don't deserve, like hell yeah, the players deserve part of the money, but like fucking $100 a hundred million dollars for a football coach. That's ridiculous yeah I, but like at the same time though it makes so much money that you can't i just wish that football it's almost like i wish football wasn't as popular or made this much money and these tv deals weren't this ridiculous because like in a way it's soiling the sport just a little bit i mean it's yeah. still kick-ass it's football what am i gonna do watch soccer yeah. like oh i mean i yeah 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 you do. why not both poor no less does what what am i gonna do watch college basketball i'm not a clown like Hey, I was fucking watching Wisconsin and uh Iowa right before we I'm, started. I can't get into it, dude. I, I just I bet too much. Care. That's mostly yeah. why.
1: I haven't bet college basketball in a while, though. It's been depressing this year. I have just not done good. Kind of slowed down though, honestly. I haven't
0: really been betting like every day, like normal. I haven't bet at all this week. I had some free play. Lost it on Big Ben an, over one and a half touchdowns. And then I was like, you know what? gambling's pissed me off right now so i'm taking a, a little day. yeah it's just one. Of those i'm days. probably not gonna bet week 18 either for NFL. i'm gonna bet a little bit like the picks that
1: i have for taylor fade i actually do really like okay so I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go with the few it is fucky it's super
0: fucky i for don't week know 18. Just, this week 18 feels like both season it's like all right who's the opt-out yeah, yeah like, exactly you know who's getting sitted down like where are the who's got covid like yeah, there's so much who, to keep up with. Who actually like. cares about this game? Who who doesn't? It's it's yeah. definitely – it's giving me big bowl energy – bowl season vibes this Because it's like – you,
1: it's weird because you have, like, teams that are – some teams that have the playoffs locked up. They're going to bench their starters. Or, but like, then seeding. Yeah, and then they're, like, going up against a team who is completely out of the playoffs, like the right. Texans, for example, and they
0: might want to throw the game and get a better draft pick, you know? Or vice versa – Like the Seahawks game, I feel like the Seahawks are going to try really hard to beat the Cardinals to play uh, play spoiler. You know what I mean? Especially like with the division rivals that are shitty. Yeah, like like Cowboys and Eagles. Yeah, well. Well, they're not shitty, but like. I have no idea. The Cowboys
1: could spoil the Eagles. Eagles are pretty much locked in, I think. Really? Yeah. I I thought they had a chance to knock them out if the Cowboys beat them.
0: I I think they're clenched.
1: Here, I'll look it up. Yeah, because like, what, what was
0: the other game you were talking about? Though because the Saints lost, Cal- uh, Cardinals, Cardinals, Seahawks. I feel like Russell Wilson's probably looking like it's his last game as a Seahawk. He might want to go out with a dub.
1: Oh yeah, the Eagles did clinch playoffs. Okay, so okay. that doesn't
0: that does not matter. That game doesn't matter at
1: all to anybody.
0: Unless they care about seeding, but I feel like they care more about like the Cowboys are pretty much locked into the four seed at this point, unless Cardinals choke. And then they could move up. They have like a 6% chance to get to the three seed.
1: Yeah. If the bucks lose, they could. Yeah. They could win. Oh. And if the Rams lose too. Yeah. I guess, I mean, there could be some shifts in, in the last week, but I'd, I don't know. Just, is
0: also pretty locked up as a fan. Personally. I'd rather we just bench like Dak and Z and just be like, all right, let's, let's go into postseason. Dude, my
1: favorite game, though, I know we're kind of jumping the gun getting into these, but, like, my favorite game to watch this weekend is going to be Chargers, Raiders, winner goes to the playoffs.
0: Oh, that's the only game that matters this week. Yeah, dude, oh, my God, it's going to be so good, bro. Oh yeah. Let's talk about our bets at the end of Taylor Fade, because I'm very excited about my pick.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, other news, though, uh, in the sports world, yesterday... Dirk Nowinski had his jersey retired by the Dallas Mavericks, number 41. Legendary career, legend to the city of Dallas. As two guys that grew up in DFW, we can both attest to that. He he means a lot to this city, means a lot to the fan base. And uh, I'm not a Mavs fan, but Dirk is one of those guys that I have just always admired throughout his career. He's, I mean, he's Dirk. Like, what else can you say? He's just so fun to watch. Great dude on and off the court too. So. That was really cool to see. Also, the Mavs won that game last night, 99 to 82 against the Warriors, where Steph had like his second game in a row, kind of questionable. He's out today with a, a quad injury, I
0: think it is. But I don't know. Maybe maybe Steph's got the yips Dude, a little bit. I wanted to moneyline us too, when I thought, because I saw they're like, oh, Dirk's jersey remind me. I know. Like, I
1: wanted to do it I too. Like, I, I was like, ooh,
0: I should moneyline the Mavs. And then I completely forgot about the game. I haven't been in basketball season at all. Yeah, I'm going to be such a better basketball fan once football's
1: over, but no, nah, this agree. just kind of got me thinking. I mean, Dirk's one of those guys I feel like that hasn't really been I mean, he's been retired, so of course he hasn't been talked about, but still, it makes me brings up some uh potential discussions like where uh where example, for example, where do you rank
0: Dirk all time? It's it's like I think overall he's got to be top 10 in there somewhere, right? You think? Top 10? Top 10? Top 15.
1: That's see for me, he's like it would be hard, of course, to just list like one through 20, but I think I would put him around like board like edge of top 20. So like 17 he, to 20. is he like fifth or sixth in scoring? He is like sixth. I think he's sixth all time in scoring. He only has the one ring though, so that's tough. I'd put him, I'd say like 15 to 20. Anywhere in there is where I'd put him. Nah, he's top 15 for sure. Top really. What what about okay, so let's think of like some other guys that maybe could be comparable, like uh Dwayne Wade. Oh, over du- Dwayne Wade. Over Dwayne Wade? Easily. Bro, see, I'm I got Dwayne like one spot
0: above him. I think it's really No, cool. cause cause Dirk carried the franchise his whole career. Dwayne Wade won most of his titles with LeBron. Well, I mean, yeah, but that's gonna happen when you have LeBron. Yeah, exactly. He needed him.
1: No, no, he Dirk, just got him.
0: Dirk had an old ass. Jason Kidd when he got his title. Dwayne
1: beat Dirk in a title in 2006.
0: Dirk beat Dwayne when Dwayne
1: had LeBron. Okay, I can't argue that one. That one was just bad. You're right. Yeah, (laughs)
0: yeah. So there you go.
1: What about um, somebody else? Uh, Kevin Garnett.
0: I I think
1: he's above Kevin Garnett.
0: Yeah, I think he's above. I think he's above KG. I'm trying to think. Shit talking now. Like I would put him over Pippen too. Over
1: Pippen, I would definitely put him over Pippen, yeah. Um, I'm thinking too, what about like Charles Barkley? I think Charles Barkley is mad overrated though. He never did anything in his career. Yeah, I'd put him over Barkley. Now the real question though, I wouldn't put him over Kobe. I I wouldn't put Dirk over Kobe, no. Definitely not. Kobe's top 10, I think, but not top 5. I think people are delusional to say he's top 5. No disrespect, it's just, that's the fact of the matter. Um... But this now we're talking about where he ranks all time. The big question is Dirk or Tim Duncan.
0: That's the big argument. That's a toughie.
1: It's a real toughie.
0: That's a toughie. That would be the comparison to have, honestly, the argument. Um isn't that your hot take though, that you like Dirk over Tim over Tim? I do.
1: I do like Dirk over Tim. That's I think Tim crazy. is slightly overrated. I I know Tim. I mean it's hard to say he's overrated because he. I don't know. He's almost so damn good.
0: He's one of those players that are that are also like kind of underrated too in the grand scheme of things.
1: Yeah. All right. Let's let's pull up a. I'll pull up Land of Basketball the stat comparison, direct comparison. So okay,
0: actually do a blind, do a blind comp. Tell me who's who at the end, and I'll guess.
1: Okay, blind comp. So okay, well obviously you're gonna know the first one. Five rings, one ring. Oh, we'll okay. fight. Yeah. Um. They both played about 20 seasons. They both had about the same playoff appearances. 15 All-Star games compared to 14 All-Star games. Dirk had 14. Yep. Two MVPs compared to one MVP. Dirk only had the one. Three finals MVP compared to one final MVP. 10 all-NBA first teams compared to four all-NBA first teams. Okay, it's 10 Duncan
0: over, over Dirk. That's it.
1: 15 all-Defensive teams compared to zero.
0: I Eight think all- probably should –
1: I should just stop. Yeah. I think you should right. rethink your
0: argument there, your hot take.
1: Well, total points, Dirk has it. Mm-hmm. Total steal – I mean, that steal doesn't fucking matter for power forwards. big Yeah, I mean, Dirk has more points. That's really his only argument. And he has a much better three-point percentage and much better free-throw percentage. That was his thing, though. No, I know. Free-throws were... Free-throw Dirk? At the the
0: free-throw line, I would pick Dirk over any other player in the NBA history.
1: I would pick Steph. Well, fuck. Uh (laughs) (laughs) shit.
0: Dude,
1: actually, Dirk's career free-throw percentage is only 88. That's kind of surprising. I high, thought man. it would be over 90. I mean, that's, it is really high. It's good, but I thought it would be over 90. It's
0: almost a 90. Let's round up.
1: Yeah, we'll uh, round Yeah, <laughs> No, okay. So, I mean, I know Tim Duncan has all these accolades too, but if you want to, like, you know, you mentioned Dwayne Wade had LeBron. Tim Duncan had Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili. He had Greg Popovich in the prime of his coaching. So, like, I don't know. It's If I was, though, to say just who's, like, a straight-up better basketball player, like, who I would want on my team, I feel like I would still go with Dirk. I don't know. Dirk also kind of has like that it factor a little bit, and I mean, I guess so does Tim Duncan. It's like it's hard to say anything against. I would Tim say this is about Dirk
0: though: if you had like an All NBA team, like you could pick and choose any NBA player, and you want an all of history, you'd want Dirk as your sixth man.
1: I yeah, I wouldn't be opposed to. For that, big I guess
0: man, for a big man. Well, six man could shoot like us like a small forward i guess or like a shooting guard yeah but usually. he would be he'd be like a great 6th or 7th guy for all nba i, I
1: could, you could definitely make an argument for that cuz i mean with at his size his ability to shoot that would definitely be uh, an asset right he just wasn't really much of a rebounder though ever even no. though he was big nah he shouldn't care timmy though timmy got on the boards for sure That's tough, though. I think, I guess, looking at the stats, you do have to give it to Tim Duncan. But if I was drafting a team, if I was like building a team, I would pick Dirk. Just, I like his style of play more. Mm -hmm. Oh, also, another thing, too, on Dirk is uh, at the Jersey retirement ceremony, they also unveiled a very interesting statue. Did you see this statue? Yeah, I will. Oh, God, I'm excited. statue reveal this about oh god dude i hope they where is it images oh here we go uh i don't even know what to think here we go all right share screen here we go chrome tab sorry I took too many too many steps all right here you go so do you see that yeah that shit looks like Literally, like, okay, so it's really cool in the sense that, you know, it's his fadeaway, it's the, fadeaway. the iconic pose, but it looks like there's just anal beads coming out of him, dude. He's just holding anal beads.
0: I can't deny that.
1: There's no I'm arguing. It is It is just
0: anal beads. That's anal beads. Like, whose idea was that? Like, did they
1: not, I don't know, did they not just think about how crude
0: society can be? that's 100 like (laughs) that's a one-to-one buddy
1: oh that's just straight up anal beads yeah so i thought that was pretty funny as well that was the highlight of the night for me
0: nice
1: that's going to be outside the stadium though i really feel like there's going to be enough public backlash though to where they might just change it to one because it would be the other
0: two yeah, it would be totally perfect just with just the, one ball. Just have the fadeaway. It, like we get the idea. Like we know. We're, I don't get what the idea with the other two is. Yeah, I don't know. There's you, you got to take risks though. You got to take risks. Yeah, I appreciate you know trying to do something different with the with the shot. Because like what their what their the thought process on that I can tell is the arc. Because when you shot that ball, it'd be so high arcing would just go up and just teardrop. Into yeah, it, like right? whoosh, that was yeah. the that's the point of the art. But. It's just one of those things. It's just uh, better in theory. Yeah, definitely.
1: Oh, I mean, I do like the concept too. Like at his feet, you know, the podium that he's on—that looks pretty cool. Mm -hmm. You know, it looks like layers of like hardwood kind of rising with him. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, hundred percent. But then
1: just anal beads can't. It's just anal beads. (sighs) All right. Anyway, though, enough of that. So speaking of Dirk, this got me thinking as well. um, You know, he's a foreign player. Uh, There's Currently, a few foreign players dominating headlines in the NBA. So, why not talk about and rank our best foreign players? So, we got an all time list and best player current list. Which one do you want to go through first? Let's go all time because that's the one that Dirk is actually in. Good point. Yeah. All right. So, mine and I feel like ours are going to be pretty similar, but I feel like the top three, you kind of they're kind of just what they are. It's Hakeem, mm-hmm. Hakeem Olajuwon, Dirk Nowinski, and Steve Nash are my top three. Even though Steve Nash is from Canada, but that counts. I mean, that's still yes. a foreign player. Yeah. And my fourth is Yao Ming, just because it's Yao Ming. I mean, come on, he's so iconic. And then fifth is Pau Gasol, because he's had crazy legendary career. He's like borderline, though. There's definitely a few other guys that you could have made case for. Like, you know, you have some of those guys, so I'll let you go ahead.
0: Yeah, so number one, I went Dirk. I said, fuck it. Dirk's number one. I've never seen Hakeem play. I'm not going to be one of those legacy protectors with this list. Um, Dirk's number one for me. Second, I got Hakeem. Third is Giannis. I think Giannis is all-time. That's true. Giannis will – yeah,
1: he'll definitely finish
0: all-time. Giannis will probably end up being – he'll probably finish as number one. So I think think he's three now. I could definitely see that happening. Um, Four, I got Nash. Or no, yeah, no, three. Yeah, four, I got Nash. And then fifth, I got Tony Parker. And then honorable mention to my man, Manu Ginobili, just because like, he was a monster. Yeah, I debated putting both
1: uh, Tony Parker and Manu Ginobili in there. Mm-hmm. What's your First current list? list? Current list, I got this one is a little bit debatable because I do agree that Giannis could even be considered like top five right now. But I'm, I'm going to go with Luca at number one. I don't, I'm going with Luka and I'm going with Giannis at number two. Don't really have much of an argument as to why, but they're just both so damn good. They're, and I mean, Jokic at number three, but I still think there's a bit of a gap. Like I think it's Luka and Giannis and a slight gap, then Jokic at three, then a big gap. And then Sabonis at four, because really, there's really not that many great, foreign players right now and then ricky i got i got our
0: boy ricky rubio in there at fifth because why not yeah um for me i got Giannis at one Luca two jokic three fourth i got go bear and that's then fifth one. i have sabonis i thought about ben simmons would be there but ben simmons doesn't even want to play basketball right that's now. that's true
1: yeah he definitely would be as an australian
0: um, yeah australian um you also have like Fucevic is good, but he's just like good. He's not great. Yeah. I mean, he was an all star last year.
1: Yeah. I agree. He's nothing like, yeah. He's not going to win you a title.
0: I thought about throwing in Al Horford in there, but he's really just on the decline of his career. And I just went with right now at the moment. Oh, um, yeah. I forget
1: Al Horford is is international. Where did he come? Mm -hmm. Where does he come from again? I forget Dominican. Dominican Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, trying to think but this list will definitely change a lot there's a lot of very good young european players which are just going to take over yeah they've like. been coming I mean, in bro. Like,
1: isn't like josh giddy is isn't american i'm pretty sure as well he's nah, in like new he's zealand not. or something i think he's australian australian yeah or that reason. would make sense
0: yeah that would make sense he's from over there somewhere um, over there <laughs> yeah now they're i think they're going to keep on taking over the league i mean with Luca and like international scouting coming becoming a whole lot better because KP of even yeah kp i don't know he's he's good kp kind of sucks yeah <laughs> um,
1: yeah yeah so nice he's done all right this year he hasn't it's just nothing but special
0: it's it's gonna get a lot better because there's there's just an influx of talent i mean you said yeah KP. i think it's What's i think the it's other, so funny is it mobley what? international
1: oh yeah Mob evan evan mobley yeah yeah, I'm pretty sure he is. And then you got Scotty Barnes, too. I'm I'm pretty sure he's also international.
0: Yeah.
1: He's been playing really well. Yeah, there, there's definitely a lot of young guys, too, coming in. And it seems like every NBA draft, it's pretty funny. Like, I remember whenever the Knicks drafted Chris Taps, they were furious. Like, they were mm-hmm. like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, I've never heard of him, never seen him in college basketball, you know, because, I mean, he didn't play college basketball. But – and then – it worked out for him. I mean, he was a ki- he was a killer for the Knicks. Like, there's been multiple times where you know fans have kind of been like, who the fuck is this guy? And then he balls out. Where's yeah, of- everybody knew Luca was cold? Yeah. There was that
0: video of the kid crying when Kristaps got drafted.
1: <laughs> Little did he know, bro. The legend of the unicorn was born that day. Yeah. And then he tore
0: his ACL and then he- very badly. And
1: then, yeah, the unicorn died tragically. All right. Anyway. What else we got? I think that's it for the NBA, really. Yeah. All right. Now, other news. Uh, on to, Back to football. Before we get into the Antonio Brown, there is a little bit more drama now surrounding the league. We got Baker Mayfield making headlines with his most recent tweet where he kind of mm-hmm. took aim at a Cleveland reporter, a beat writer. So this, this girl, Mary Kay Cabot, I believe that's how it's pronounced, She is a beat writer for Cleveland.com posted an article with the title Baker Mayfield must resolve his differences with Kevin Stefanski soon in case they need to coexist next season. Also, some names that will be on the radar if they don't basically implying that he does not have a good relationship with Kevin Stefanski and that a trade is on the table to which Baker Mayfield quoted it and said clickbait. You and many other Cleveland local media continue to be drama-stirring reporters with no sources or facts. Don't put words in my mouth so you can
0: put food on your table. I'm not your puppet. So, Which is probably the most savage clapback I've heard all season. It is. I mean, it's very straightforward, very blunt. In between him and Rodgers, which we should talk about a little bit, even though we forgot to add it to the outline after this. Well, what is there something new with Rodgers now? Yeah, did you hear about that? He, uh, a guy was saying that he wouldn't vote for him because he's the oh. biggest in the league, and then he called him a fucking bum. Yeah,
1: I did. He literally, and then,
0: <laughs> and then the guy apologized for calling him a bum, and so basically, Aaron Rodgers is bullying his way into getting the MVP now because, like we've said on this podcast before, that I, you know, also because I have money on Tom Brady to win the MVP. I'm like, <laughs> you know, maybe, you know. These voters, because people who care about vaccinations the most, are, you know, people in the media, and they're going to hold that against them come voting time, and he just shot that down real fucking quick, and I think a lot of people in the media are now getting bullied and having to take that out of the account, which they should. It's the MVP vote, and I think he even called it, he he said they should start calling it the most vaccinated player instead of the most valuable player, which I thought was pretty funny. Yeah, it's, it's pretty funny. Um, so he just so, go to town with all this, dude. He's he didn't just having a fu- blast. He doesn't care anymore. He doesn't care. Yeah, but I mean, in fact, an Aaron Rice, Mister Discount, double check, dude. He can yeah. do whatever
1: he wants, and he's still gonna be fine. Like, but what that? But,
0: but back to Baker, man. This is a dude. What a tough season. What a yeah. tough season. It, I mean, and especially I think, with their expectations coming into it. I think definitely this will go down as the worst season his career. I don't think that this season is is a um symbolic of who he is as a player like talent wise and production wise because like he's been hurt all year like his left shoulder has been dislocated like but then harness- why but why didn't he fix it sooner then if that was he just, his he wanted to go out and play he thought he could play on it it was just kind of he wanted to be there for the playoffs i i don't know they sh- in in hindsight He definitely should have gotten the surgery because it's up to him and the team. Like they both. Yeah, I'm, and
1: it would be a different conversation too if they made the playoffs. You know, then it would be like, oh, good thing he played. You know, so right, it would be different. But I'm, I don't know. I'm kind of on the opposite end of it, and I'm, I'm a known Baker hater though. I'm, I'm kind of thinking that this season is true colors. Yeah, showing his true colors. But also, there is like the injury could be a big factor. You know, like who am I to say if he was really just playing in agony every single day. Obviously that's gonna throw off his game. He could be completely different whenever he comes back. So like I just don't know how big of a factor that
0: shoulder injury really is. Yeah. In those last two games, like everyone watched those games. The one on Christmas and the Monday night football against the Steelers. He just looked like Yeah, abyss. Complete shit.
1: Yeah. So just, there may be a little bit of recency bias, but I don't know.
0: I've I've just never been the biggest Baker guy. I've always have been. I've always liked the way he plays. I just feel like he he gives it his all, you know. what I'm saying like he he does. He's a competitor. He I mean, he's yeah. it on the field, man. And he I does. really like that about him. But I respect him for that and his cockiness. You if know. you if you look at his stats though, it's been it's been tough. Um, let me pull up the numbers right here. I got them written down. So he has three thousand and ten yards, sixty percent completion percentage. Which today's NFL, you have to have it at least sixty five to be good. Yeah, um, seventeen touchdowns, thirteen interceptions. Um, and if you look at Jared Goff's stats, oh, he has boy. three thousand yards. I think a sixty-two or sixty-three percent completion percentage, seventeen touchdowns and eight interceptions. So, oh. so Baker Mayfield on the Browns with everything that the Browns have has been a worse quarterback. And Jared Goff with everything that the Lions have. Hey, man. Amon, hey, don't sleep on Amon Ross St. Brown, dude. He's
1: he's going off. Well, Amon Ross had his best games with. That's true. Yeah, not
0: even Goff. Yeah, Tim yeah. Boyle. So. Ugh. That is it's weird u- to think about, actually. It's ugly, man. It's ugly. It's an ugly year for Baker. He probably might have one of the lowest QBRs then in the league this season. I think it was 90. That's not like the. There's two of them. There's one that goes like 146. And yeah, like 100. I can't remember because
1: there's like the quarterback rating and the QBR, which I know they it would stand for the same thing, but it's different. Like there's, yeah, I know I what know. you're talking about. The two different. No, ones.
0: No, no, no. The the 150. The only goes to 150 is the passer rating. That that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, passer rating. Yeah. yeah, and then the QBR is where it accounts also like running, going out of the pocket, all the other shits too. So it's a it's better. To, it's harder to get a higher grade on the QBR.
1: No, but, so with this tweet and everything, do you agree with, uh, you know, his response? Like, do you agree that this was kind of the, the right way to go about it or what would you have done? You know, if you were kind of getting tossed around in the media like this,
0: I don't think he's in the wrong though. Like Brandon Whedon came out in support supported Baker. He was like, yeah, she's doing up to that. She's like, she's doing the same shit. She used to always do. Don't listen to her, blah, blah, blah. Like, She's been getting dragged through the mud, so... Yeah, um, apparently this is like a... Oh, I got a hair... Uh, fucking
1: hair my... That was gross. Anyway, but yeah, apparently she's done this multiple times where she kind of clickbaits people, like lures them in, so... I don't know. My take on it, though, is I do think that, that this is perfectly acceptable, you know, like a clapback on social media. It doesn't, doesn't harm anything, you know, get your point across, like, hey, shut the fuck up, but also... At the same time, I do see the argument where it's like, I don't know, you're you're a football player, they're the media. It's like just, that's just kind of what's going to happen. You know, you're going to be in the media. Shit's going to shit's going to be there all the time.
0: Well, I mean, he could. I think he has the right to say what he wants about this True. because the media has the right to say what they want. You know what I mean? No, you're like, right. Yeah, it's good. A little, yeah, a good little point. bit of free, a little bit of free speech, double edged sword type beat. You know, no, and it yeah, wasn't. It's not that it was unprovoked. You know what I mean? Like it, she ran her mouth about stuff that is apparently you know untrue and he didn't like that so yeah
1: trade trade rumors and shit so yeah with those trade rumors do you think that there is any actual legitimate chance that they're not rumors and that he might be trading now, baker will play next year
0: but if next year goes like this year then he won't
1: i, I agree 100 i think the job is without a doubt his like there's zero competition next season but yeah if he doesn't kick it up a notch next year, then they, there may be some discussion. I, I they, They'll they probably give him, like, two more years even. Like, franchise tag him? I don't know. That franchise tag? I don't know about that. That might be – that. that's going to – because do you know his contract? I don't know how much he has left he's or a anything. He's
0: on the rookie. Nah, he's, he's going to play – I believe this was his fourth year. Next year is his fifth year extension with the first-round picks. And then it's either sign a contract extension or get it out of town, basically. Or the franchise tag. That's the three routes. Okay, yeah. So
1: I don't. I don't see them using a franchise tag on him, honestly. I see them probably using franchise tag on a guy like Miles Garrett or something. Mm-hmm. That'll be interesting to see how that pans out next year. I don't really. Yeah.
0: They'll probably sign Garrett to a mega extension, and then tell Baker be like, "Hey, we gave all our money to Garrett. Um, <laughs> we need to sign you on a uh, affordable deal," which he yeah. should say yes to. I don't think he should get forty million dollars a year not think like, so either. Yeah, you should get like 25, 28.
1: God, dude, that's it's also crazy, like how much the quarterback market has, you know, just inflated as well. Yeah, Prior, I mean, like five years ago, twenty eight million would be, you know, the biggest contract in the league, probably.
0: Yeah, it was. It was like, I felt like when I was growing in high school, Tony Romo got like his six years, hundred million, and that was the benchmark. It was like the six year, hundred million dollar deal. Yeah, and all of a sudden, like defensively, like JJ Watt got the six-year, hundred million dollars deal, and then and then it just started going. And then Andrew Luck signed that hundred and thirty million dollar deal, and that was crazy. It blew everyone's yeah. mind. And then and then Patrick Mahomes signed the ten-year, yeah,
1: mega Ulta deal. deal. So I mean, even I remember Andy Dalton when I was in high school. I think it was like twenty fourteen. He signed like a six-year, one hundred eighteen million dollar deal. Right. And I was like, holy shit. Like, it's crazy. He was, was, at one point, he was like a top five paid quarterback, but that was kind of the offseason where everybody got a new contract.
0: Yeah. Everybody's getting paid there.
1: All right, though. Other NFL news. We probably won't touch on this too much because we've already kind of covered it, but there is updates in the Antonio Brown saga and it makes it even better, honestly. It's even more entertaining. So Antonio Brown now has come out, broke his silence, quote unquote. And He's claiming that the Buccaneers were covering up an ankle injury of his and that during the game, rather than you know refusing to play or getting just kicked out, he was hobbling off the field, told Coach, like, it's my ankle, it's my ankle. And then when he told him to go back in, he was like, Coach, I can't. My ankle hurts. And then he was like, all right, fuck you, you're done. And, like, did this with his neck. And so that's what AB is claiming. And that's why he walked out the way he did. But – my initial thought to that is that his ankle looked pretty okay when he was jumping and dancing around in the end zone. Didn't look like it was bothering him at all then. So I don't know what to believe because Arians kind of dismissed it. So it has
0: Arians has confirmed that he told him to get the fuck out. Yeah, he did. Gone. Yeah. He so did confirm that part. My theory now is that, okay, so a year ago, Bruce Arians did not want Antonio Brown.
1: Yeah, it was Brady it. that got it. It was in, Brady
0: yeah. that wanted there. He did not want him at all. He even said, "Like, we, I don't want that kind of person in my locker room." And then Brady vouched for him. They caved because it's Brady. They didn't want to give him the Patriots treatment and him to leave. Um, and then, the I think the vaccine thing, the fake vaccine card, probably pissed BA off a lot because he was really big on everyone getting vaccinated, and it was a big deal. Because we talked about it too, like. They got they reached the hundred percent vaccination rate. And so I Yeah, think they were like really, the first team, yeah. And and he might have been looking for a way to piss off Antonio Brown. And he knew that if he told A B that after a fuse, like fuck out, get get out, you're done, A B would react very explosive like that. And so kind of kind of fed into Bruce Arian's hand there. Um I Yeah, I could see that, honestly. To, to explode, and then it would all turn on. to And then, of course, like, Bruce Arians would know that the whole public would be like, oh, here goes Antonio Brown again, acting like a crazy person. Which, honestly, if I got, you know, if any NFL player, he got cut in the middle of the NFL game, basically. Yeah, you like, you know literally I mean? before the game so was over, he was like, That is out pretty, that was kind of an appropriate interaction to get cut like that. Just right there, like. True. You know, just be like, "All right, I'm cut. Like I-, I have no reason to be here. Fucking peace out. Like I'm gonna take my shit off. I'm gonna dip out." So I mean, that is true. That is so. Fair, like, so, so- is AB in
1: the right now? But did did Arian's like explicitly say you're cut? You're off the team, or did he just say you're no, done? And you're said, out. He just said,
0: uh, "You're done. Get the fuck out."
1: Okay, yeah, you're done. Get the fuck out. So, like, I don't
0: know. I don't know anything about this. I also, did you see those texts that were released that AB screenshotted?
1: I heard about them, but I did not read them. Now, so
0: they look kind of fake. I can't tell if they're real or not because, like, the way that Bruce Arians is texting seemed kind of fake because he says, "Hey, hey, Abe," he's like, "Hey, Antonio, this is AB or this is BA." we're not resting any players. So you got to play. And and he's like, I can't coach my ankle hurts. And he's like, okay, call me. And then that was like the one he, he's telling him Cause like, apparently like it was known that his ankle was hurt. And then. Wait, yeah. Yeah.
1: So I got the text pulled up. It says, this is BA make sure you're ready to go tomorrow. We capital are not resting for the playoffs. And then he said, call me the next day and then to which AB responded with a picture of his ankle getting treated. And it looks like it was not taken on the iPhone. This looks like a very professional picture of some sort. And he says, I'm all in, coach. Really can't get to full speed. I want to win. Want to be there. If I wake up tomorrow, feel better. I'll be ready. Kind of rolled it outside on two-point play. I want what's best for team. Let me know when you free. I'll call you. Okay, well, that's definitely how AB would text. I feel like there's just no well, That's a true Antonio structure. Brown
0: text, but – Um, The the Bruce Arians part I'm like I can't tell if that's like a fake Text that he got his Lawyer to conjure up or something Or if Bruce Arians is just like 65 and that's how old people text Yeah (laughs) I don't know So uh, who knows man That is kind of weird Also I know that I think Antonio Brown in this situation might not be As crazy crazy And outlandish as he wants He's also pissed that everyone's turning this into a mental health thing that's true. Yeah, because he does seem like he's like not even like he he's kind of
1: steered away from that. You know, he's kind of just said that it's just because of the bullshit, not because of anything else. Like,
0: yeah, he's like it's all about, it's all about the ankle and him
1: wanting to play. And then he's like, all right, that's so. an interesting take though. With like Arians, you know, feeding into it, like Arians kind of seeing this as his his opportunity to get he, AB out.
0: Yeah, no, that I is think, interesting
1: be, to think about.
0: I think that's what happened. I, I plan on writing a blog about it. I wanted to today, but I got busy and probably gonna go to bed after this.
1: That would so definitely like, be that would be a good subject, yeah. yeah. It's a hot topic right now too. Everyone. all ESPN' is doing right now
0: is the AV stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah, because I, I looked it up like to like get you know more background on everything like the update since the text messages were leaked and all that. And I went to CBS Sports, and they had like, I think eight different articles on literally like the same thing, just different
0: people writing about it yeah everyone's, everyone's talking doing. about ab yeah i will I mean, say this though. makes sense when, when ab goes off dude he goes off he he puts it all out there all for the public to see like he doesn't just go half crazy or just has one thing to say he lets it all fucking out he goes dude, balls to the wall dude i was like the it. kanye west of the nfl bro i i respect it once respect he
1: starts it. there's no stopping
0: him like like the whole raiders thing. grandma i'm free I'm free grandma, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and he's doing this is the whole same shit. Like, this is very reminiscent of what he did with the Raiders. Um, slight, you know, obviously different in very ways. He never called anyone a cracker this time, so um, <laughs> just, just forgot the, about that, dude. Fucking AB, man! What a guy, dude! Definitely would be an interesting guy to work with. the The funniest part, too, if it wasn't for all these antics, man, AB would be a surefire Hall of Famer. That probably, yeah. I mean, th- like,
1: without a doubt, he was at one point the best receiver in the league. Like, no arguing, he was the best.
0: No, and he has all kinds of records of like, I can't remember what the ramifications were, but they weren't like the made up, you know, stats that we see sometimes. It was like the most years with 100 yard receptions and thousand yard seasons combined, like, 100 yards with a thousand mm-hmm. and like, and like years in a row. I think it was like, I, I can't remember exactly, but it was just like. Showing when before AB went crazy and he was still with Pittsburgh, they were basically showing stats of why AB is a future Hall of Famer, and he was still. I think he Pittsburgh. should be. I think he should be. Yeah, probably not at this point. I mean, they held TO out. That's true. No, yeah, they're, they're definitely. I don't think they so, put him in. Yeah. But he finally got in. I mean, TO finally got in, but at this point, AB is just such a colossal asshole. Um, yeah,
1: I think that's that's going to have a pretty big
0: factor in it. I think he deserves
1: yeah. to be a Hall of Famer.
0: Probably, yeah. But
1: I don't think he will be, though, yeah. That'll also be interesting. Oh, AB. I wonder if there's going to be any more updates. Who knows? Next thing you know, fucking AB and Bruce Arians are going to be boxing on Triller. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyway, on to from NFL to college football. We kind of touched on it a little bit. We touched or talked about the playoff games originally, but now we got the college football national championship this Monday, January 10th. It's a rematch of the SEC championship. Georgia is taking on Bama. Uh, Georgia are three-point favorites. Uh, they're favored again, mm-hmm. which is just scary. And the over/under is set at fifty-two. So we are just mostly going to kind of talk about our bets, uh, Elijah. What are your straight-up official picks on that? Do you have anything on the spread or the over/under? I think I have to go Bama money line. Bama money line. What is it? Probably like plus one hundred and sixty or something. I think last time I checked, it was, like, plus 130. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, Bama money line. Uh, See, I'm on the opposite side. I'm going Georgia to cover, and it feels weird because in the SEC championship, I was all in on Bama plus six and a half. But (laughs) it's really hard to beat a team twice in college football, especially twice within, like, a 30-day time period. And also, Georgia's pretty damn good.
0: Yeah, you think a uh, part of you, Georgia, was like, you know what, we're in anyway. We don't, we don't want to go all out against Bama and then show play, our, show our best cards and lose, and then have to face them again. Or that is true. That you think that they kind of threw the game a little bit there, and you're like, all right, when we face them for real, we're gonna fuck them up because we want to beat Bama in the championship and ruin their championship like they did us.
1: No, honestly, I don't think they they threw the game at all. Like that, I mean, it's fun to or just show, about that. Didn't
0: just didn't show their best cards necessarily. They may have they didn't may have held their, back a little didn't, bit. Didn't put out their best game plan. I don't they know. They may I have think, held back a
1: little bit. Probably but, not. I mean, but put it's the still an SEC championship, though. Yeah, the tinfoil hat. It's fun to talk about, but it was it was still an SEC championship game. So like, I feel like they would have wanted it. And I was going to say, too, their quarterback, but I forgot Stetson Bennett also played last time against Alabama because Stetson Bennett looks a lot better than JT Daniels to me. So Mm -hmm. that could be a factor. I'm going to go with Georgia minus three, though. And then for the over-under at 52, I think that's right on the money. I know last time they dropped, what was it, 65 points combined. Mm -hmm. But I would lean towards the under on that. I'm going to stay away from it. But I think it's going to be really, really close.
0: Which score prediction
1: score prediction i'm going like i'm going for a push honestly i got georgia 27 bama 24 bulldogs win one point under the under
0: okay i'm I gonna got, try and
1: get the line at minus two and a half though not minus three
0: i got bama 34 20 going with the blowout
1: two possession win all right that would be very playoff like i mean like seventy-five percent of the games have been decided I, by two possessions or more. I go into these games expecting blowouts, so
0: that I'm not disappointed.
1: See, it sucks because yeah, they're supposed to be like the best game
0: of the year every year, and they're not. And then it's just not. Yeah, it's just it's not. Not. Um, I'm more last, so. I think the last good championship game was Georgia Bama, though. So there's hope. That is when was that? What year was that?
1: Four years ago, 2017. Yeah, I think it was 2017. Yeah, I'm hyped. I mean, it's going to be a good game, I think. I think. But that's what I said against for Bama-Cincinnati. That's what I said. I thought Georgia-Michigan was going to be like an ESPN Classic type game. Nope. But it was just horrible. It, it was not even fun. Yeah. I don't know though. It, it, the straight bets are really hard. I feel like there's a lot more value in some of the prop bets and outside bets for mm-hmm. the National Championship, so I put together a little bit, a small list of my favorite prop bets. Um, this one is my absolute favorite. I have Bryce Young over eight and a half rushing yards. I know he doesn't run the ball like ever, but he is fast. He's athletic. He can make plays happen when he needs to. And that Georgia front seven is deadly. And I feel like they're going to be throwing in a lot of blitz packages, forcing him to scramble. And that that's going to get that, that over eight and a half. I really like that one. And then another one I have too is Brian Robinson Jr., the Bama running back to get over 20 and a half receiving yards, not rushing yards, receiving yards. Really for that same reason. I think the the Georgia D line is just too strong. They're gonna throw blitz packages, they're gonna get in there, and he's gonna have to do a lot of check down passes, a lot of dump offs to Brian Robinson. Next up, I'm taking Stetson Bennett, the quarterback. I'm going over one and a half passing touchdowns. It, this one is kind of 50-50 for me, but I think they're going to end up passing more than they do run. So give me Bennett over one and a half. And then last but not least, this one's kind of just my my poking fun bet, is Jameson Williams, first touchdown scorer of the game at plus 650. This is He is the heaviest or the biggest favorite of the first touchdown scorers, but I think it's the best play. I think Bama's probably going to get off heart, hot, start hot, like they always do with their first drive. So, I don't know. I, I just think there's a little bit of value there. What do you got?
0: Okay. Um, so, for me, I'm taking, um, I like your Bryce Young over eight and a half. So, I went with the Stetson Bennett over 15 and a half. Stetson Bennett uses his legs a little bit more than Bryce Young does. Yeah, National definitely. Championship game, kind of, you know, maybe see a little bit of scrambling. Um, next one, I got George Pickens over 38.5 receiving yards. George Pickens is really, really good. He was supposed to be a stud this year. He got hurt early on in the year missed most of the season. I think Stetson Bennett is going to look towards him and lean on him a little bit in this game. Uh, next up, I got Bryce Young under 311.5 passing yards. This is just the fact that it was too hot. Um, uh, that, is, you know. that is really high. So Not, not that I don't think Bryce Young is not going to have a good game or George's defense is so good or anything. It's just like... 11 passing yards is a lot for a championship game. That is quite a bit, yeah. It's a high bar. And then my absolute favorite, because the juicy the juicy odds you get along with it is a double result: Georgia at halftime, Bama to win full time, plus 850.
1: So I love this as well. I almost put this same one in mine, and I'm glad you put it in yours because even though I'm picking Georgia to cover the spread. This is just too much juice to ignore. Like th- this could very well be exactly how the game pans out. Like Georgia I, I, comes out with the vengeance, Bama does Bama shit and wins the game.
0: I think that's gonna be our play for the day. Just kind of play it safe. Just throw ten dollars on it, you know what I mean? Just kinda and hopefully. Yeah, I think best. I'll have to. And uh because I, I don't really I don't feel like putting big money down on this, honestly. I don't
1: I'm not gonna put fat money, yeah. Just probably like yeah. a unit on a, on a couple of these plays.
0: Sign a lease for an apartment, I'm starting to get drained. Um, oh yeah geez. Leached out of me with all the expenses that come out with that so
1: big boy stuff yep <laughs> i've have, i've have, i'm not towards housing yet but i have officially applied to grad school i'm done with all that shit there you which go which is nice that's a little weight off my shoulder mm-hmm. so who knows might be doing a uh, podcast episodes from phoenix mm-hmm. next year phoenix be, be weird or, or syracuse who knows yeah all right. Um, what else is there for the game? Um, no, I think I mean that's really it. Um, prop bets I think are definitely there's a little bit more value in those rather than just a straight. But I think a good play. What I might end up doing is a unit on Georgia to cover the spread, and then also like you said, just like throw ten bucks on that that double result Georgia than Alabama because that
0: is that's just good. That plus eight hundred. I mean, plus eight fifty. I don't know what it is on on offshore accounts. For those of you where gambling isn't necessarily legal but uh <laughs> but it, it it's definitely necessarily? De- necessarily um so just, just take a look at it see what see what it's all about yeah there's definitely some value in that well anyway going along with our
1: bets let's go ahead and move on from the college national championship on to the last regular season week in the NFL but first we have to uh, round up our Taylor Fade from the bowl season, being that Kansas State and LSU rounded out bowl season a couple nights ago, so with a whimper. What? <laughs> yeah, with a whimper. That was not even a fun game at all. The last play was cool. They're little trickeration bomb downfield. That was fun, but other than that, it was a snooze fest. So, how, Elijah, you were uh, in charge of tallying
0: up our records. How did we do for the bowl season? Um, you went 7-8, and eight, and I went 10-8-1. My third push of the year, which is kind of crazy i have three pushes you have zero pushes total for the season.
1: zero pushes all year that's nuts actually yeah and
0: i've had three just kind of weird um and then but cancellations really jacked up our records and made it off and like yeah because most of the picks that a lot of the picks that i had got canceled and pushed around and some games didn't happen with different opponents so just kind of i don't know kind of i feel like we both would have been positive if it wasn't for this but here we are so yeah, Good it time. is
1: what it is. I mean, seven and eight, it's not terrible. Obviously, it's not positive, but it could have been worse. Yeah, I, I was mean, looking at that like 15 games. I remember we picked like
0: at least 30 of them, probably. Yeah, and uh and uh I made real money on bowl season, so you know, there you go.
1: That's what's more important, yeah. That's
0: what's, that's what's important. So I'll just throw that out there. I think uh, I lost. oops. Um, <laughs> <laughs> is what it is. All right. So let's let's do this uh moribund week eighteen, Taylor Fade.
1: I'm moribund.
0: Yeah, thought I got the dictionary Am I dumb? for that one. Am I dumb? What does that mean? It's bad.
1: Oh, <laughs> all right. Well, anyway, last one of the, or I guess not the last one of the year. We're we'll st- we're still gonna have some more Taylor fades. Just not regular season, straightforward games like this. So for Week 18, my first pick of Sunday, I'm gonna go with Packers at Lions under 45. The Packers are gonna be sitting everybody. Gonna have their backups in, and the Lions' offense is just really slow. So give me the under
0: yeah this seems like the rational thing to do unless we just see another explosion from your boy almond rossi brown um, never know dan campbell puts on a firework show uh that that could be worth something maybe do the lions team total over i don't know that sounds kind of gross i just said that Ugh, don't do that um yeah i'll tail all right bet. That-
1: I wouldn't be opposed to that. I feel like the Lions are definitely going to come out strong. Like, they're going to come out playing like this is their Super Bowl.
0: Right. All
1: right. And then next up, i actually noticing, like, looking at my card, I am going all underdogs after this. So give me Dolphins plus six versus the Patriots. I know it's a little weird betting against Bill Belichick, but the Dolphins are at home. They're in a very important game. If they win, they're in the playoffs, I think. So, you know, they're going to
0: come out. I don't i think that they are i thought they got faded what
1: are they what are their chances let me see right now or i, gotta, I think i gotta relook it up i gotta visualize it
0: i don't think there's i don't think it's a straight up win and in i think there's a lot of contingencies on that oh wait no the dolphins have been eliminated okay shit yeah so i'm gonna fade
1: okay well damn now okay well i guess that's a free pick for you <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, though. That's still, I mean, six points is a decent amount. I don't know. The Patriots are already in, so but they're going yeah. for the seeding. All right, anyway, this one I'm a lot more confident about. 49ers plus four and a half at the Rams. The Niners also need a win, and they have had the Rams number now for years. I don't know why. They just always play really well against them.
0: Um. Yeah, I'll take the points with the
1: 49ers. I'll tail. I love that it's four and a half instead of three and a half. That would make it a lot worse. Mm-hmm. That four and a half is, is crucial. Now, this one is also a little bit controversial, and I'm trying not to be biased with it, but I am going to be taking Bengals plus six at the Browns. I know the Bengals have already come out and said that they're resting Joe Burrow, but they haven't announced that they're resting any other starters for sure yet. Uh, and Mixon's out with COVID. Mixon? Okay. But Samaj P. Ryan, I mean, he's pretty. Good. I think that'll be fine. But also, the Browns are without Baker Mayfield. They're out of the playoffs, so I don't know what they're going to do in terms of starting people. But another yeah. reason, too, for the Bengals is if the Chiefs somehow lose on Saturday because the Chiefs play Saturday, then the Bengals have a much better chance of getting the one seed with a win. So that would also be a factor in this. But I think six points, they want to beat the Browns. Brandon Allen is going to try really hard because he never gets an opportunity. Bro. Right. Like backup quarterbacks going to play hard. Uh, I don't know oh. if they win. But six is a lot of points.
0: I'll I'll tell. Give me the points with the battle of the backups. Um, I agree with that. Almost added that to my card. But then again, this is almost just a this is a bowl game scenario, which is it's like which team?
1: Yeah, this is like definition of game. one of the bowl game type shits. Yeah, it's hard. But my last pick is far from one of those random bowl game esque things. So I'm taking the Raiders plus three versus the Chargers. I know. The public is all over the Chargers right now. They're the hot pick because it is a win and you're in your game for either team. So, but the reason I'm going with the Raiders is a little bit of superstition. You know, they got that big win last week. It's it's John Madden, baby. R.I.P., but John Madden is looking down and he is carrying the Raiders into the promised land. And they're going to get the dub. And the Chargers are going to choke like they have been doing for the last two years.
0: I like the pick. I like fading the public. But it's hard to not bet the Chargers in this. I, I think Herbie fully loaded is making the playoffs this year, so I'm gonna fade. All right. So it is hard. I'm
1: really only picking that for Don Madden, like the superstition. Yeah. Like that. That's really my main reason.
0: Um, I'll go ahead and just throw that out there first for my pick for this game. I'm going with the over forty nine and a half. Um, if whether it's the Chargers or the Raiders, I think what everyone wants to see right here. Is points. Yeah. Points, points, and more points. Just all out slug fest trying to get into the playoffs. I think that's the best case scenario for this game is that because it would be really disappointing to see like a, a 2017 game or, or like I don't know, just just a little bit of a snoozer with these two offenses that are very capable of of getting the ball into the end zone and they're not being over 49 and a half points. So give me this, feed me yeah. this. I'm, I'm going to
1: tail that I for all the same reasons you just said. I really, really hope. I would like it a lot better at 49 rather than 49 and a half, but still going to take
0: it. Um, and then I got football team minus seven at the Giants. The Giants are a poverty franchise at this point right now. Um, Mike Glennon is uh, really bad at football. And, <laughs> He's um, awful, yeah. And I think that, you know, the football team doesn't really have much to play for either, but fucking A, Joe Judge is bad.
1: I think the Giants too are just probably trying to tank for that top five draft pick at this point. So I'm going to tail that one. I almost added this to my card as well, but I probably (laughs) would have gone with, uh, what's called, with football team minus the first half. They're three and a half point favorites for the first half. I like that a little bit more, but I also like minus seven.
0: So if I gamble this week, um, that'll probably be my play instead of minus seven. Yep. Um next up I got Chiefs, Broncos under 45 and a half for a lot of the same reasons why you had Packers Lions under 45. Chiefs, did they announce they're not starting Mahomes or anything? I Chiefs never start week 18. Like even though it's it's kind of weird that Saturday. Do they though? I mean the Titans were playing the Texans.
1: Yeah, you're right. The Titans win, they got it. So but I, play, I mean the Broncos' defense. Yeah, I'm gonna tail that. I'll tail it. I like that one.
0: I mean Drew log Fuck.
1: Yeah, the Broncos' offense isn't gonna put up shit, and their defense. You know, they can do something.
0: I might. I might. There's a lot of low totals this year. Like I, this week, I think there's only one that was in the fifties. Really? I think so. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I can yeah. see it. Um. Next up, I got Seahawks plus six and a half at the Cardinals. Um, I think uh, Russell Wilson is trying to play spoiler for the Cardinal season, try to put a, a hankering on him. I don't know. Ooh, that's tough. I like your logic on this,
1: but I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna fade because okay. Cardinals got a big win against the Cowboys. Now they just need, they just need things to go their way, and they're the home team. I don't know. I think they they can win by at least a touchdown.
0: Mm-hmm. So I'll um, Nick. Next- Next up, I got Falcons money line plus 156 versus the Saints. Um, the Saints have been tail spinning, uh pretty much ever since Jameis went down. Um, Taysom Hill is not very good. And you know what? The Falcons are, are bad, but they're not that bad. And I think Arthur Smith's a pretty good head coach. And I think that they, they will end the season on a positive note because in the grand scheme of things, this has been a very positive season for the Falcons. And a very negative one for the Saints.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think Arthur Smith isn't. You know, he, he get he deserves a little bit more credit. But the Falcons, they're weird. They've been like they a are. weird, like a good bad team, if that makes sense.
0: No, it's exactly what they been.
1: Yeah, they're just like a good bad team. I don't, I like that though. Honestly, they're at home too. I believe so. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna tell that. Fuck it. Fuck
0: the points. Give me the money line. Yeah, Falcons. They go out with a bang. I like that. Are they at home? No, yeah, because they beat the Saints at the Superdome when they the had first that time win. they played. Yeah, right.
1: I don't know. Out of the way, I would, I would take it. So okay. I don't really care. All
0: right,
1: I'll tail it. That's a lot of tails though. Four tails and one fade. Hopefully, you hopefully you got ha- have a good weekend. You know. Yep. All righty, though. That's gonna be it for this week. We'll be back after the national championship to uh, talk about that game and whatever else goes on over the weekend, but until then thank you guys for listening we'll be back on tuesday live on youtube twitch twitter everything like that and yeah we'll see you guys then